I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but folks, we are in the middle of a civil war. And in case you didn't know, this is what a civil war looks, feels, and smells like. And this war became official when our health care system became infiltrated. So the war is on, folks. Get up and fight in whatever capacity you are able. Folks, it's time to fight and fight hard for liberty and justice. Isn't coming. The war is here. Wake up. So how does one go about infiltrating a nation's healthcare system? Oh, well, that's quite easy. You simply initiate a war on conscience. And this war on America, on America's conscience, was pretty much won because now mostly we are unconscionable, excessive, no balance. So the first and foremost important fight to take on is the fight of conscience. Let's stop killing innocent men, women, and children just so we can have a particular way of life. That method is an old and barbaric method. Listen, folks, the money system failed a long time ago. We're just kind of limping along now. Ooh, that reminds me of the Kids in the Hall skit. Check it out. Ah, shit, I just realized the Kids in the Hall skit is more of a visual gag. And this is radio. So I'll, I'll just explain the, the skit. Um, this guy is obsessed with... Um, with paying for women to come over and undress down to their underwear. And he's so obsessed with this that eventually he runs out of money and he's a homeless person. But even as a homeless person, he um, at least can get up a little bit of change so he can then pay other homeless people to strip down to their underwear for him. Folks, that's our economy. That's that's our whole money system. Man, America went bankrupt a long time ago. I don't know what any of you are doing uh, working towards being an entrepreneur or any of that bullshit. Wake up. I'll tell you what, I'll put a link on the title uh, so you can watch it. It's really funny. And some comedic relief is uh, in order here. <laughs> Enjoy. You got to get in before you get out, and getting out is what's going to be about. I mean, what the government has done is to silence diverse voices. What the government has done is replace people at the top of cultural institutions who were creative and free thinking with a bunch of puppets. What the government has done is to make it impossible for anyone to hear anything bad about the government. Or it's not impossible, at least it's very difficult. You have to work hard at it to understand the lies that the government is throwing up. If you don't work hard at it, you're just going to get the lies. I mean, you've got to look at it gotta listen, you've gotta figure it out for yourself. 
Otherwise, they just lull you to sleep. It's like hypnosis. They don't let you hear the bad news. Let me tell you. It's bad news, and it might be their fault, some of it. And maybe they could do things a little differently. They don't want you to know that. They want you to be nice and quiet with a zombie. In a trance. Out of your pants. Doing whatever they want. They want to lead your life. They want to own your soul. And they will if you let them. You have to say no. You have to think about it and try. Otherwise, they take over. But the problem, the problem with the government today, it's evil. It's taking over our lives. It's too much. We've got to pay attention. Most of the time, okay, you can ignore it. It's just the goddamn government. But now, we'd better wake up. We'd better watch it. religion already on the earth but it's not enough to be taught how we should live what we should do we need to be able to live that way and live it all the time but very very few people on earth today are able to live according to their religion the reason for this is obvious we are so dominated by outside forces that there's no room for the inner life even those who want to live according to the teaching of their religion cannot do so because their inner self or soul has been closed up and shut in by the pressure of worldly forces. The creative power working through the mind of men has produced the modern world it is utterly different from the world of our ancestors. We have learned how to release vast sources of energy and we've learned to make wonderful machines and travel around the world in a few days. All this has brought humanity under the action of immensely strong material forces. We do not dominate these forces, they dominate us. But there's no going back. Life on Earth is getting more and more complicated every generation. We cannot carry on our lives without great organizations which inevitably take away the freedom of individuals. All these factors have produced a situation in which people have lost contact with their inner life. This is the chief reason why there are so many mentally disturbed people in the world. Why people need tranquilizers and sedatives. Why we live in a state of constant nervous tension and anxiety. It was unknown a thousand years ago. But, Inside every human being, there is another self. The real self or soul. Even if it is shut up so that we've forgotten that it exists, it's still there. All that is needed is that it should be brought to life and made strong and conscious. 
then that real human self can stand up to all the pressures of the modern world. Fifteen years ago, I was impressed with your books, and I sort of felt that your philosophy was proper. Today, however, I'm more educated, and I find that if a company... This is what I don't answer. Well, wait I a say, minute. You haven't heard the question yet. She's well, already estimated her position and my work, incidentally, displaying the quality of her brain. If she says today she is more educated... I am now than I was 15 years ago when I was in high school Since, before uh, I went to college I'm not interested in your biography let her, well, let, her make her point. let her make her point let her make her point it's, You're, very, it's very basic if a company is permitted to do what it wants to do like ITT you wind up with ITT in Nazi Germany doing whatever it damn well please and any other company in the United States doing the same thing conglomerates are not monopolies, they can do whatever they want. ITT owns everything from baking companies to telephone companies to munitions plants. I mean, I really think that's wrong. And I really think that they start... Miss Rand thinks it's wrong too, but she's saying that it's not government force that's going to correct the problem. I don't think government force is going to correct the problem either, but... Right, but she's she saying that if we back away and just let this invisible hand uh, the work and competition and free enterprise happen according to its own inclinations, we're not going to have abuse, and, and abuse and evil will fall of its own weight. I don't believe that. The government force is going to correct the problem either, but, right, but she's she saying that if we back away and just let this invisible hand the, the work and competition and free enterprise happen according to its own inclinations, we're not going to have abuse, and, and abuse and evil will fall of its own weight. I don't believe that. I can't believe it because money is power. And the more money you have, the more power you have. Can we encourage you to make a contribution to that observation? I will not answer anyone who is impolite, but to show you... She wasn't impolite. I do not sanction impoliteness, and I am not the victim of hippies. But... Hippies? Th that's where it started. That... that the dropping of politeness and of manner. You're equating someone who disagrees with you with impoliteness. That's not uh, fair. No, no, no. Oh. If you didn't... If you didn't interrupt me, I would have demonstrated what I mean. I will to show you that I'm not evading the question. If anyone else wants to ask the same question politely, I'll be delighted to answer. There was nothing impolite. You are punishing this woman for the vigor and energy that well, she brought to the dialogue. The and that's not fair to her. Starts, this is the kind of woman we spend a long time trying to attract to our television audience. And now you are... Now, thank you. Okay, just I for the... her some minutes. I will now Ms. repeat Rand, what she said. Ms. Rand, she said, I used to agree with you but now that I'm more educated, what does that mean? Well, that means she now has a different view. There's nothing personal about that observation. Don't be so sensitive. I am going to be. I intend to be. We're in New York City with Ayn Rand, and we'll be back in just a moment. But 
I want to answer the preceding question. Doesn't anybody want to ask oh, it sure. politely? Yes. Uh, uh, your question... Your question asks this audience to agree with your assessment of the questioner, and I don't think they will. That's the problem. All of them? Yeah. Uh, then why do they want to listen to me at all? All right, does anybody, does anybody want to ask? The, yes, do you want to? All right, hang on just a moment. Come on, you want to stand? I'm surprised that someone with the intelligence of Miss Rand can be so emotional in her approach. I can answer you. I didn't come here to be judged. I came here to answer questions. A question asked in the following form. I used to agree with you, but now that I'm more educated, I don't, is an insult which right. I cannot sanction. All right. I am not interested in the woman's history. She didn't have to begin it that way. And that's what I want to register my protest how do we against. Keep, how do we keep, hang on just a moment. How do we keep ITT from, from developing too much power or any, any multinational conglomerate in your, in your world of We don't give them government privileges. All monopolies such as ITT is sanctioned by government. It's the government that makes this field a monopoly and forbids the entrance of competitors. All the things that this lady cited as example, I had covered before by simply pointing out that the free market does not produce monopolies and never has in history. If you look at any monopoly, you'll see that it's held in power by an act of government, by government privilege. And what we have today is a mixed economy. It's not capitalism. Okay. Um, how do you think that a ITT and Xerox and General Motors won't overrun the world with their power? Do you believe that there is some powerful good, like 360 degrees, that always has to come back to good? No. What do you think is going to make them stop the, the monopolies or, or over the acquisition of more power? I have already made clear, A, I don't believe that they're evil. B, they don't have the power to run the world. Money is not power in the political sense. You cannot buy control. But it's power in the practical sense. I mean, if you have to pay $5 a gallon to get to, to, to work, a dollar and a half for a head of lettuce, your children have to eat, they have to be educated. Our system has set it up that you can only get a good education if you're willing to pay for it. So if you want us to be educated... Not necessarily. I would uh, support the early Americans who educated their own children. And some of the most successful men of the 19th century never went to college. And today, those who didn't go to college are more intelligent and better informed and less easily fooled than the people who did go to college. I assume you're against compulsory education. Pardon? You're against compulsory education, I'm yes. sure. Uh, uh, no. You're against compulsory education, aren't yes. you? Yes. Uh, uh, no, I'm against public-funded education because that's the sure way to create a country of people disposed towards dictatorship, and that's what you're seeing today.
to begin with, nobody in a free society, now we're talking about the free market, yeah. in which the government doesn't interfere, nobody can become a monopolist. All monopolies are created by a special privilege for government. It's only by an act of government that you can keep competitors out of your field. Therefore, you couldn't become that kind of monopoly. The power you hold as an industrialist is not the power to use force. It's the power of producing something of value. That people want. And it's the people who literally control you because every purchase is a vote in the favor of some businessmen and in a way against others. It's the public who decides what they want to buy and what they pass up. If, using your examples, you became this powerful tycoon economically, but you can, as an industrialist, it's not the power to use force. It's the power of producing something of value. That people want. And it's the people who literally control you because every purchase is a vote in the favor of some businessmen and in a way against others. It's the public who decides what they want to buy and what they pass up. If, using your examples, you became this powerful tycoon economically, but you cannot force anybody to deal with you and you cannot force competitors out of your field, then every smaller man would be in that field because you would have established a price way above the market. You might last a month if that. So in other words, if I tried to be Mr. Big and charge outrageously high prices for, for gasoline, I would go broke in your view because in your leave them alone and let competition handle it approach to civilization, somebody with a smarter, with a better mousetrap, pardon my mixed metaphor. No, that's a very good one. All right. Would come along and undercut me. That's right. Sell at a cheaper price. But isn't just my view. You know what I'll do? I'll buy him up the minute I see this bird. I'll buy him. I'll own him and on Tuesday. And where will you get your money when you're I'm not already allowed? holding them up for $2.50 a gallon. But they're not paying you. You say they're all going out well, of business. They've got to get to work. We're married to a petroleum uh, civilization. All right. no this has been done, you know. It isn't incidentally just my view. That is history. There are people who have tried to corner the market repeatedly. And the result was that they went broke. Let me see if I understand you now. How do you see if this has got it? You're saying, in effect, that the oil companies have this power because we gave it to them. We gave it to them with our large cars that need a lot of gasoline. We gave, them, we gave it to them with, with our wasteful practices of energy. We have such a tremendous demand and need and reliance on oil that we, in effect, have given the people who, make, who produce the oil the power over us. No. Tell me, tell me how, where that's wrong. Because the oil producers are not the only people whom we patronize and not the only people who supply a need. The, even if, which I say if, it never happens, but let's suppose one oil man cornered the market. He has competition from every other industry who produce other things which we need. Therefore, we cannot give all the power to one company, even if in a given field we patronize only that company. That company is competing with every other producer. And the moment you charge too much and somebody can give us the same product, mm -hmm. 
at a lower price, he'll put you out of business. Okay. You realize, of course, that your critics suggest that you're just, that this is a pie-in-the-sky, unpractical notion that you're offering to us, and that it sounds wonderful as you gather with the intellectuals at some university, but it doesn't work out on the street. Quite the opposite. It's in the universities that it doesn't work, because all the leftist ideas and all the misrepresentation of capitalism come from leftist liberal professors. The universities, the universities are the real villains right. in the picture. Okay. All right. You want... Uh, but okay, I must make one slight postscript. I don't give a damn about my critics. You don't, huh? No. The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand Read by Edward Herman If you learn how to rule one single man's soul, you can get the rest of mankind. There are many ways. Here's one. Make man feel small. Make him feel guilty. Kill his aspiration and his integrity. Preach selflessness. Tell man he must live for others. Tell men that altruism is the idea. Not a single one of them has ever achieved it, and not a single one ever will. Man realizes he's incapable of what he's accepted as the noblest virtue, and it gives him a sense of guilt, of sin, of his own basic unworthiness. You've got him. He'll be glad to obey, because he can't trust himself. He feels uncertain. He feels unclean. That's one way. Here's another. Kill man's sense of values. Kill his capacity to recognize greatness or to achieve it. Don't deny the conception of greatness. Destroy it from within. Laughter is an instrument of human joy. Learn to use it as a weapon of destruction. Turn it into a sneer. Don't let anything remain sacred in a man's soul, and his soul won't be sacred to him. Kill reverence you've killed the hero in man. Here's another way. This is most important. Don't allow men to be happy. Happiness is self-contained and self-sufficient. Happy men have no time and no use for you. Happy men are free men. So kill their joy in living. Take away from them whatever is dear or important to them. Make them feel that the mere fact of a personal desire is evil. Bring them to a state where saying, I want, is no longer a natural right, but a shameful admission. Altruism is a great help in this. Everything enjoyable, from sex to ambition to the profit motive, is considered depraved or sinful. Just prove that a thing makes men happy, and you've damned it. That's how far we've come. We've tied happiness to guilt. And we've got mankind by the throat. You must tell people that they'll achieve a superior kind of happiness by giving up everything that makes them happy. That's the oldest one of all. It stands to reason that where there's a sacrifice, there's someone collecting sacrificial offerings. Where there's service, there's someone being served. 
The man who speaks to you of sacrifice speaks of slaves and masters and intends to be the master. I said it stands to reason. Do you see? Men have a weapon against you. Reason. So you must be very sure to take it away from them. Cut the props from under it. But be careful. Never deny anything outright. Just say that reason is limited, that there's something above it. What? Whoa, you don't have to be too clear about it. You tell him he must not try to think. He must feel. He must believe. Suspend reason, and you play it deuces wild. Anything goes in any manner you wish, whenever you need it. You've got him. Can you rule a thinking man? We don't want any thinking man.